a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's the 1st of December, a Tuesday, or no, it's a Friday night show. <laughs> I'm all mixed up on days and dates and everything else. Welcome to it, folks. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig. How are you today? Well, obviously a little mixed up. You know, when you <laughs> when you have when you take some time off for a holiday, and the holiday is in the middle of the week or middle ish of the week, mm-hmm. it throws you off. It actually does. You know, it I mean, re- it really does. You know, and Thursday, Thanksgiving. If you have a house full of company, it's even worse. Well, and, you know, to make matters even, yeah, I mean, you had that, you know. We didn't do anything, really, for Thanksgiving at all. And, okay. um, you know, so it was a holiday, but it didn't seem like a holiday. Okay. And, and then we had our anniversary last night so last night was kind of our own personal holiday and we went out and that kind of threw me off for today i mean it was, okay. it's just it's just been kind of a mess but folks we're back um you know we took a little time off like we always do over thanksgiving and uh you know and and uh did whatever you know thanksgiving things uh that we do but we're back yes we are you know, and, and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. And before we get into that, you know, we just need to let you folks know that we're working on something for next Friday, for a week from today. Yes. Very interesting. We're going to have a special guest next week on yeah. Friday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is all going to deal with the war in Hamas, you know, with Israel and Hamas over in Gaza and. <laughs> and more of the regional end of things. Uh, we're trying to get all the, the details ironed out so that we're all on the same page, and hopefully this will all come to fruition, but you do not want to miss next Friday night's show. Right. Little surprises involved with yeah. the special guests. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And above all, it's going to be really, really informative. Absolutely. So, looking forward to that. Okay, so let's get started with last night's great state debate. And by all accounts, coming from the left, Gavin Newsom was clearly the winner. Well, that's not the take I picked up from (laughs) quite a few on the left. They were embarrassed. And, And they should have been. And, you know, Diane was watching it at, at her place. I was watching it at my place. And in the middle of it, we were kind of texting back and forth a little bit. And then we got on the phone when it was over and talked about it a little bit. Um, you and I pretty much saw the exact same debate. And I think, honestly, it was over for Gavin Newsom with Ron DeSantis's opening statement. I think... There were three highlights where it was over for Newsom. Number one, with what you said, with the opening statement. 
number two with the pictures of all the freedoms you have in California. <laughs> right. The freedom to defecate in the streets, the freedom to live under bridges and set fires, etc., etc. But as good as that was, because that had a visual with it, I think the thing that really dug the knife into Newsom was when he said he spoke recently to a California transplant about how wonderful Florida is, how wonderful it is living here, the environment, the right. the accessibility to things, what a great Governor DeSantis is. And then at the very end, he said, this is Newsom's father-in-law. Yeah, now that was the opening statement that I was referring to. Oh, that, okay. that was That was the very first thing out of the box. Okay, and you could do, and you know, when he said that, you could see Newsom die inside. Yeah, you know yeah. Um, that that was that was a dagger. I mean, that was that was a nuclear dagger. Um, I loved it. <laughs> I, I mean, I and I busted out laughing you know, as soon as he said that. I busted out laughing. Now that story goes back to 2020. That's when Newsom's father-in-law actually moved to Florida. Yeah, he couldn't take California anymore. Couldn't take it. bad it was. (laughs) Bad governance, bad taxes, no freedoms. I mean, you know, holy crap. That was was a a monumental, uh, you know, dig right there now i gotta say from the from newsom's very first words throughout the entire night i felt that he was doing a cheap ripoff vocal impression of bill clinton what really got to me about it and i agree with you on that he constantly throughout the entire debate interrupted everything he did not answer one question directly. Nope. He tried to over-talk DeSantis, yep. who thankfully, you know, didn't take it. Um, it was an absolute disaster and while, for Newsom. And while some people are saying what a good moderator Hannity was, I really don't think so. Because he allowed, in the beginning, he kept saying, I don't want to be a... A, a, a hall monitor. A hall monitor. And I, and I get that. And this was a de- an actual debate in the sense that they can each go back and forth. But when you have someone who was obnoxious as Newsom was who didn't answer questions, who didn't follow the rules or anything. And Hannity didn't even remotely try to stop him. Now, the reason we all know Hannity is up Trump's butt. But I will give him credit, Hannity, because he came prepared with placards comparing California and Florida And anyone who watched that debate, and there were over 5 million people watching it, if you even remotely think that California is better run, that the life in California is better than here in Florida, you need a checkup from the neck up. Well, I agree with that. Now, I have a little bit different take on the moderator situation with Sean Hannity. Mm-hmm. I think what he was doing, he, he, you know, like he said, I don't want to be the hall monitor. But what right. I think he was doing was literally giving Gavin Newsom more and more rope with which to hang himself. You know, I mean, he, he could have been, you know, he could have, you know, said, you know, Gavin, shut up. You know, but the more Gavin Newsom talked, the worse Gavin Newsom came across. And yes. you know, if you if you if a guy is floundering that badly and telling that many lies that fast, I think maybe the best rule 
in, in the in the room is to let him do it. You know, well, he and, did let him do it, <laughs> and, and I don't think it had anything to do with Trump. This was a debate between the governor of California and the governor of Florida, and well, you know this this had nothing to do. I mean, yeah, I agree. You know, Hannity is is ninety percent in the bag for Trump, but this wasn't about uh, the Republican nomination. This was two adversaries uh, being spearheaded by Newsom's you know constant degrading over months and months of time of Ron DeSantis, and Hannity just saw an opportunity to say, "Hey, let's put these two on the stage." And let's let's have them go at it. And the, the you know if if Trump was a driving factor for Hannity, he would not have had all those charts and graphs and and pie charts and placards and you know all of that stuff. He had all of that. You know, here's the here's what California did on education. Here's what California does on taxes. Here's what California does on gas taxes. And here's what Florida does on all these things. And then he would look at Newsom and say, can you explain that? Well, the difference between our takes on that, this absolutely had to do with 2024. Because many questions either were directly posed in relation to 24 or were twisted into becoming about 2024. There was a point where Hannity brought up, will you say right here, right now, you're not running in 2024? And Newsom couldn't do it. That's when Ron DeSantis said, you're running a shadow campaign. Right. Which he is doing. It's obvious. Yeah, what I think is going to happen at the end, uh, I'm with you. I don't believe that Biden will eventually be the nominee. However, you know, Newsom kept saying, well, it'll be Kamala Harris. No, what I think Mm -hmm. is going to happen is that at the convention, Biden will not get the right numbers, enough numbers, I should say, and Newsom will be drafted as the candidate. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of validity in that. And when Hannity asked the question, he asked it in the most direct way possible. He put mm-hmm. up the quote from LBJ, where LBJ said that I I will not run, nor will I accept the nomination. Right. And, he, and he asked Newsom point blank, are you prepared here and now on this stage tonight to make that statement, if you, if at the convention, the party drafts you, will you or will you not make that statement? And like you said, Diane Newsom would not answer the question. But of course, right. that wasn't the only question he wouldn't answer. He wouldn't answer directly any of the questions. Not one question did he answer? I mean, he. He stood up there and actually lied about <laughs> statistics. That's why Hannity had what he had. Right. Um, he made non-credible claims that everybody who was watching it must have gone, this man's insane. I, I mean, this- let's, let's run through a few of those because I think, okay. I think it bears bringing them up. Uh, because they were so blatantly false. Okay. Right. At one point, he actually accused Ron DeSantis, as the governor of Florida, of making it easier for felons to purchase guns. That, what he's talking about is we now have constitutional carry here in Florida, which is great, which is basically it's permitless carry. That doesn't mean it's open carry. There's a big difference. It's still concealed carry, but the Constitution, because Ron DeSantis is a constitutionalist, gives us the right to keep and bear arms. However, the thing that really got me about this 
is all the facts that Newsom would not answer to, including he couldn't explain why 750,000 people left his state in the past two years, of which almost half of them moved to Florida. He couldn't answer why violent crime in California is twice that of Florida. He couldn't answer why taxes are so much higher, why homelessness is three plus times more than in Florida. He he actually at one point tried to suggest that the homeless issue had begun under Ronald Reagan. Well, people have been homeless since people have had homes. Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, you, I mean, that this isn't, you know, where did it start? This is why is it the way it is now? But I want to go back to this gun thing because I don't want to let this slide. You know, he accused, Newsom accused DeSantis of making it easier for felons to buy guns. Well, right. that simply isn't possible because there are federal laws that prevent felons from buying guns exactly ron DeSantis is the governor of florida those laws that prevent felons from buying guns he doesn't have as a governor anything to do with those right and, and when you initiate a permitless carry system that doesn't make it easier for anybody to buy a gun everybody who buys a gun still has to go through the same background checks those do not differ from state to state to state we've got permitless carry in my state here in nebraska it doesn't make it any easier for anybody to go out and buy a gun right it just means you don't have to go through the process and the money-making operation of getting a permit the constitution is our permit right ron DeSantis recognized that and made that law. Well, but like you said, we still have to go through right. the process of purchasing the firearm, going well, through background checks, fingerprint checks. None of that has changed. So Newsom doesn't really have one clue what he's talking about. And, and see, that's the point right there, because both of these men on stage are governors. Right. Now, when Newsom made that comment, DeSantis literally busted out laughing. And yes. you know, and, and DeSantis said, Well that's those are those are federal laws. States don't right. have anything to do with it. Newsom, as a governor, should know that states don't dictate that. Yeah. But he had to lie about it because he was backed into a corner. Right. And that's what Democrats do. They lie. All of them, it seems. They lie. That's their answer to everything. Newsom is a showman. In that respect, he's quite like Trump. He knows how to put on a show. But there's no substance to Newsom. None. None. I mean, nothing at all. Let's look at the the price of gas when that came up. Okay, this (laughs) is another glaring example. You know, Hannity put up the graphic that showed what the price of gas was, you know, on average nationally, what it is in uh, Florida and what it is in California. And he asked Newsom to explain why California gas prices are so much higher. Newsom's response was absolutely inane. He said, well, big, big oil is gouging us. And Ron DeSantis looked over at him and said, well, why aren't they gouging us? Why are they only gouging California? (laughs) Well, let me give you the numbers on that. In California, uh, a gallon of regular gasoline is $4.85 a gallon. In Florida, it's $3.17, which is even less than the $3.25 nationwide average. That's thanks to DeSantis. That's right. And and part of that, of course, is the gas tax. And that's another thing Hannity brought up. And he had a graphic for that, too, showing the difference in in taxes on a gallon of gas. And it's way higher in California than it is in Florida. But Newsom 
w- would not admit to that. He tried to tap dance around it. You know, yeah. and, and DeSantis, to his credit, DeSantis was ready for all this. Cause, well, I mean, because he's sharp and he has working brain cells. You know, DeSantis says, well, you know, you're charging all this extra gas tax. That's a tax on working people. Exactly. It's, it, it was more than even the gas. Remember the... Um, segment about parental rights that was another huge segment in california okay you a minor child can go to california without their parents knowledge and without their consent and get hormone therapy puberty blockers and a sex change operation without the parent knowing or consenting that's what california allows Florida, no, no, no. There's none of that. You know, until you reach adulthood, you are, no. It's all just absolutely forbidden, which is the right thing to do. And then Newsom's answer when DeSantis presented why Florida has stopped this nonsense, woke really has died here in Florida, Newsom tried to interject that these kids just want to survive. No. These kids have been indoctrinated right. into thinking he's can become she's and she's can come become he's. They must have been asleep when the science lesson that uh, sex is determined by your DNA was given. Um, it, it, and this conversation about parents' rights morphed into book banning and also into the issue of abortion. Newsom would not answer the question because here in Florida we have a six-week abortion ban. However, what people just close their mind to, there are stipulations. The life of the mother, rape, and incest. And I agree with all of that. In other words, we have the heartbeat law. Gavin Newsom was asked by Hannity, so you approve of abortion right up to the time of birth? And instead of saying, oh, wait a minute, no, no, I don't mean that, he actually said, well, that should be between the woman and her doctor. Right. Didn't want to answer that question. Didn't want to answer it. You know, you brought up the, the, you know, books and schools and book banning. That was another hysterical moment for me watching that because Gavin Newsom had a list of all the books that were banned, have been banned in Florida. And he started reading off the titles and Ron DeSantis was standing over there on the other side of the stage and Newsom had read off a title and DeSantis would say, not banned. He'd read off the next title, not banned. Read right. off the next title, not banned. So Newsom was making this stuff up. He was lying through his teeth. Yes, yes. But you know what? In the end, Newsom got his comeuppance because the debate was going so well, viewer-wise, and it was quite entertaining. It was. for a laugh. And Hannity said, would you both be willing to extend it another half an hour? And they both said yes. Right. And then all of a sudden, after the commercial break, Hannity comes on and says, we can't extend it. There were some um, unforeseen circumstances. Prior commitments. We couldn't do it, commitments, etc. Well, there was a reason that mm-hmm. it could be extended. And that reason, according to Town Hall and other publications, is that Newsom's wife, her name is Jennifer Seibel Newsom, had to step in basically to save her hubby from a debate extension after Ron DeSantis held up the printout, the poop map of San Francisco, (laughs) which basically in my opinion, delivered the death blow to any further political aspirations of Newsom. 
Well, and you know, it's because Newsom used to be the mayor of San Francisco before he became the governor. So he's, you know, got deep knowledge of San Francisco as a city. And uh, not only did Ron DeSantis have uh, photos, you know, printed out that he showed uh, of some of the pornographic material in these books that are in California school libraries. But then Mm -hmm. when he produced the poop map, now I've seen that poop map online. when When he first held that up, my first thought was, Oh no. <laughs> and, and and my my second response was oh yeah. <laughs> because- he Ron DeSantis was well prepared. But what's happening now today there are rumors going around. Now I have seen both things I'm going to say. They did appear on X. Do we know that it really was Trump posting these things or was it someone pretending to be Trump? But one of them was extremely vicious and insulting that Ron DeSantis is autistic. Well, of course he is. I mean, everybody knows that, Diana. You can just tell that by looking at the guy. I mean, you can look back at his past, you know, JAG officer. His educational, you know, achievements, et cetera. Right. Okay. So, you know, we can kind of throw that out. But there were numerous posts on X saying that Trump's people were helping prepare Newsom. For this debate. I do not know if this is true. Was it on X? Yes. Let me let me weigh but in on is that. Is it true? I don't know. If it is, and I'm only saying if it is, this is very, very bad for Trump. If let, it's true. Let me weigh in on this. Um okay. like you. I have no idea whether or not it's true. However, if I had to place odds on it, I'd say there's probably a 70-75% chance it is true. That's just my my guess. That's just kind of my gut telling me that. And here's why. Trump hates DeSantis, hates him. So anything that Trump could do to try and help bring DeSantis down, I wouldn't put it past Trump to do it. Yeah. You know. Now the problem is, if he if Trump did do this, if he if he actually did help, uh, I don't want to say train, but proffer or whatever you know, whatever word you want to use, um, Gavin Newsom, you know, leading up to the debate. The problem is Trump hooked his wagon to a verified pathological liar. Yes. Well, you know, he also this week, and this has been proven to be true, has taken the endorsement from one of the heads of BLM. Not surprising. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. Yes. Not surprising. Okay. Um, It puts a whole new light on the campaign from this point on. Um, The BLM thing is true. The other two things, while they are on X with his name, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're true. Right. Um, It could be just bloviations, you know, puffing up your chest, basically. But what it does is now changes the dynamics, in my opinion, of this race. I think we're going to start seeing the poll number shifting. I am a firm believer that the polls this far out don't mean anything for the simple reason that Hillary was supposed to beat Obama in 08 as the nominee. 
Hillary was supposed to be Trump in 2016. All the polls right up to the end said that's the way it was going to be. It turned out to be the opposite. So I don't place much credence in the polls. However, we could now, between DeSantis and Nikki Haley, we could start seeing Trump's numbers starting to drop. You know, it's possible. Um, It wouldn't surprise me because DeSantis had an absolutely top-flight night last night. Yes, he did. And here's the other thing, just in in the few seconds we've got left in this segment that I want to say about, you know, whether or not Trump was trying to help Newsom get ready for this debate. If he was, Newsom failed miserably. That means Trump failed miserably. Exactly. In in trying to get him ready to take on Ron DeSantis, which which means that's another reason why Trump absolutely, 100%, positively will not enter a debate with Ron DeSantis. Because after what DeSantis did to the guy that Trump supposedly tried to help, Trump doesn't want to get anywhere near a debate stage or a podium with with Ron DeSantis. In my opinion, anyone running for president of this country needs to have the courage and the fortitude to debate. Defend your record, give your ideas, your platform, but you must have the courage to get on that stage and debate your opposition. Trump, in my opinion, especially after DeSantis's show last night, is a coward. I, I tend to agree with you on that. If you can't get up there to the podium and debate uh, you know, with even within your own party, holy crap! Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've uh, that, that's a problem, folks. We've hit the bottom of the hour. That means we've got to take a quick break here, get a couple of station IDs in. But when we come back, we've got more stuff we want to talk about tonight. So don't go anywhere. There's more right side patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sorry. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor, Getting you through the Friday night edition of the show. And if you miss any part of it, you want to go to RSPRadio1.com tomorrow morning. Click that podcast button and all the shows, including this one, in its entirety, will be right there waiting for you. Yes, it will. All right. So the next topic up for tonight's show, the Biden administration, it seems, 
was putting pressure on YouTube during the whole COVID nonsense. Now, this should come as no great surprise to anybody who's been paying attention over the last three years, uh, you know, where the COVID and the vaccines and all that was concerned. What's really interesting, I think, about this, Diane, is the fact that in committee hearings now, uh, congressional hearings, we actually have admissions that this was going on. Yes. You know, a number of us bloggers and um, people on different uh, radio venues have been saying since day one the truth about COVID. And we've written about it, we've talked about it, and people didn't listen. They went out and bought into the hype. You need the vax, you need the vax, you need to be boosted, you need this, you need that, whatever. And anything the left put out to encourage getting the jab was deemed truth. Right. Anything anybody else put out opposing it was deemed no, mistruths. It must be censored. It must be taken down. But you know what's ironic about all this? There is a new strain of COVID, friends, that's out there. And the past one or two strains, it's not affecting we, the unvaxxed. The people who have been vaxxed and boosted are getting COVID two, three, and four times. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's Very because it's because these vaccines are not effective. Now, well, it was interesting in the congressional hearing a day or two ago that members of the Biden administration were getting grilled in, in this hearing and they admitted that yeah, we you know, we were working with YouTube. Now, l- let me just stop right there and and just say this. If they were working with YouTube to censor information that was being put out by Republicans, conservatives, or people with common sense regarding the vaccines, then they were also doing it with Twitter, with with uh, Facebook, and, and all the other social... <laughs> oh, definitely with Facebook. You know, platforms. So, you know, let, let's not, you know, try to pigeonhole this as just a YouTube thing. Uh, but that was kind of the line of questioning was, you know, regarding YouTube. But the the members of the Biden administration that were being grilled said, well, you know, really, it's not that big of a deal because, you know, we only work to censor roughly 30, maybe 35 percent of what was coming out there. Now, I got a couple of big problems with this. First of all, 99.9 percent of the stuff they censored was 100 percent true. You know, it, it, there's a lot of us that, that had a pretty good notion that it was true when we were saying it. And from the the time that people got their posts censored or their YouTube censored, to now we have found out 100% those things were true. The, the science now backs up that what we were saying about it was 100% true. But the other part that really <coughs> bothers me about this, Diane, is... When, when the administration gets up there and says, well, it's okay, we're only censoring 35% of it, there is nothing in the First Amendment that says it's okay to censor up to 35 or 40%. The, the government does not have the ability, according to our Constitution, to censor 1%, much less 35%. But you forget, the left side of the aisle does not follow the Constitution, nor do they have respect for the Constitution. I don't forget. That's my point, exactly. I mean, okay, the, you know, the, what, what they're saying is, it's okay if we go against that part of the Constitution 35% of the time. No, it's not. It's not true. okay. It's not okay to go against the First Amendment even 1% of the time, even a half a percent of the time. You know, true. Um, but but you know they're trying to say, well, you know, it's look, it's no big deal because we only really on YouTube censored like maybe thirty five percent of the posts about COVID. No, 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 no. You can't censor 
anything. Exactly. But they they did, and the problem is YouTube went along with the censoring. Yeah, well, absolutely. So did the mainstream media. So did Facebook. You know, oh, so I did, could attest to that one on a personal level. Really? Did you have issues? Let's see. How, I wrote 35 COVID articles, and I will be having one more about the new strain within the next X number of weeks. Um, yeah, many times my posts were taken down. Uh-huh. Some of them were put back up as events unfolded, proving what I said was true. And I got a lot of flack when I wrote about Invermectin, when at the time nobody was mentioning about it at all. Right. And Craig, you know I helped you and your wife because of my well, article with Invermectin. Yeah. At least it worked for Susan. Yeah. You didn't I, like the taste, so you didn't oh, give it a chance. <laughs> oh, no, I gave it a chance, and I just about hurled yeah. Oh my it, God! It's I, nasty. Oh, it yeah. is nasty, nasty, nasty. Um, it helps Susan, yes. okay, but I couldn't do it. I, I, you know, and part of the problem was here where I live, you could not get ivermectin in the pill form. You can only get it in the paste form. Yeah, well, I can see where that would kind of taste gross, but the the whole point of kind of. Kind of taste gross. Diane, it was horse medicine. It is. It it was developed in, of all places, Japan decades and decades ago as a uh, thing for intestinal parasites. But the point of this was, here it is now, many, many, Scientists, doctors, etc., are saying Invermectin worked. They censored people from getting it. When people went to the hospitals and asked for it, they were told you can't have it. But if you go to your veterinarian, right, you can get it. This is all censorship because Invermectin is cheap. It is a veterinary medicine now morphing into a human medicine, they didn't want people to go against their mandates and the right. profits of big pharma. See, that's the main thing. This as well. Yep, that's that's a big factor right there. It's one of the main factors right there. You yes. know, big pharma and their profits, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you came out and said, well, look, the vaccines are not effective. Mm-hmm. You got censored. Mm-hmm. If you came out and said the vaccine vaccines are experimental, you got censored. Yep. Uh, if you came out and said uh, MRA uh, vaccines need to be tested for at least 10 years, you got censored. Now, I say all this because every time Diane wrote something about that, she got censored. <laughs> 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 you know, Um but, I mean, you know, it's not okay for the government to have a hand in censoring any kind of speech, much less 35% of, of you know, something like that. And all these things, it was experimental. MRA vaccines are not normal. Um, right. They, they, you know, this thing wasn't tested properly. You know, any of the vaccine, I mean, on and on and on and on, you know, and it, it was all true. It's all proven out to be true. So, yeah. And, and now Biden has to take the flack, which he rightly deserves because right. it fell on him. Um, but remember also part of this, this whole issue with um, COVID and the vaccines, unfortunately, goes back to Trump listening to Fauci. Yeah, Fauci, you can, you can trace, you know, the root of the evil where it comes to the vaccines, uh, the COVID lockdowns. You can trace that all uh, to Tony Fauci. Right. Yeah. If, if Trump hadn't science, uh, some 
uh, top scientists have said that if if that vaccine had not been rushed to market, the height of COVID would have been over in a matter of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, the it's herd immunity would have kicked in rapidly, very rapidly, and yes, people would have still gotten sick. Right. But it would not have been to the extent that it did. The vaccines actually now are basically being proven to make a person susceptible for every variation that comes along. And there's going to be variation after variation forever. Exactly. I mean, it's just like the flu. You get a different strain every year. Right. You know, they I mean, didn't listen just, to me. I, Craig, I told them, forget these vaccines. Right. What you need is an antidote. This right. was a manipulated virus intended as a bioweapon. This was a test. Well, and, and there again, if you came out and said that, you did. I did. Um, you, you know, you got censored. Yep. Okay. You know, if you said it was manipulated, if you said it was created in a Chinese lab in Wuhan, yeah, all that stuff. You got censored. Right. But yet, yeah, it's all true. So, But it's all true, right? You know? Exactly. Um, finally, tonight, we need to talk about the war over in Gaza. Israel uh, has reopened the war uh, against Hamas. And I know this is going to shock a lot of people because nobody saw this coming. Hamas broke the ceasefire. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Shocking. Absolutely yes. shocking. But I say it was a seven-day truce. We, uh, we meaning the good guys, the civilized man, because this is really a war between the civilized man and the savage. Right. Um, Israel got back, I think it was... Um, uh, a hundred around five altogether, but hostages. But twenty-four of them were foreign nationals, right? Um, <clears throat> except for the one little American girl, they still did not get back other Americans. Um, those released were mostly women and some older children. Um. It, Hamas did not even uphold their agreeing to that. They said they were going to release the women and children. It, the older people today, we find out that three um, older Israelis are dead. Yeah, go figure. While in their custody, there's another one that is fighting for her life, one of them that was released. Uh, we are finding out now the atrocities from the people who were released that were committed. People were branded mm. with um, motorcycle um, exhaust pipes. And the branding was done so if anyone did escape, they would know that they were a hostage. Apparently right. one man did escape, but he was reca- he was caught. Well, let me let me fill in let me fill in a blank right there too because this is important for people to understand, especially these idiots that are out there supporting Hamas. You know, when this guy escaped, when this one guy managed to escape, he was so disoriented he didn't know which way to go. Right, right? because they were kept in tunnels in the dark. Mm-hmm. The, the people, not not Hamasians, just palestinians use your air quotes right people in the neighborhood found him and handed him back to hamas so if you're one of these morons that are out there saying well the people of palestine are good people consider that yeah yeah now we're not saying that every single palestinian is a bad person no no but how do you know there are some that truly hate hamas Right. And want them gone. But they're few and far between, it seems. It seems. Well, um, and, and to be fair, to be fair, we don't know what kind of pressure those people in those neighborhoods are under. 
Okay, right. if if they don't turn the guy back over to Hamas, they're probably going to get killed. Hamas will probably kill them as civilians because they didn't do what Hamas wanted them to do. Well, remember, Hamas is the group that uses civilians as sh- uh, human shields. Right, right. So that's not something that would be out of the ordinary that they would do that. But the thing is, now that Hamas is the one who broke the ceasefire, as expected, this gives Bibi every right, and especially after finding three Israelis dead, this gives him the right to go in and turn Gaza to dust. Well, and, and- he, he has to destroy Hamas in full. They, they were bombing like crazy this morning, early this morning, our time, right. <clears throat> which was late in the day over there. But right. uh, when they reopened the bombing campaign, when Israel and the IDF uh, you know, reopened the, the war uh, early this morning, Israeli time, they didn't do it in uh, a mild or meek manner. Um, no. The, the ceasefire was broken, and now it's Israel and the IDFers hell-bent for leather and good for them. Right. And, and the other thing with, with this is the thing that has really gotten to me with the hostage situation is the family of four that were taken. Mm. The mother, the father, the four-year-old son, and a 10-month-old baby. Hamas actually sold them to Islamic Jihad, another terrorist group operating out of Gaza. There are conflicting reports that they're dead, that they were killed by Israeli bombing, which we know can't be true because how were they transferred over just about it? I think it was a day and a half ago. Um, and number two, why? this family are they zeroing in on yeah i i I don't know i think netanyahu needs to say publicly for the world to hear you give us back that family and all the other hostages every one that you have or gaza will be dust Within forty-eight hours. Yep, I, I'd be and, all in favor of that. And he needs to add, there is no two-state solution. Period. Yeah. There are Arab countries, hundreds of millions of acres of land. Take back your people, because there are no Palestinians, folks. That's made up. They're Jordanians. Take back your people because we've had it. We're not going to live in fear of barbarians. No, and there's no reason. You know. None. Um, None. And, you know, earlier this week, uh, the, the Knesset in Israel was actually putting the pressure on Bibi to get back to the war. Yeah. And and that is a remarkable change from where the Knesset has stood over the past several years. Well, that's because you the know. stories being told by the hostages now are some of them are absolutely brutal. Now, what you know, I I know we've got just a few minutes left here and I've got some some news I want to get out there, but Diane, what are you uh putting together for next Tuesday? Actually, I'm doing something about the um, hostage-taking, but in a different venue. In the venue to the effect that the Israelis, the Jewish people, value life. Hamas, people who are savages and barbarians, have no value of life. Right. And I compare and contrast the two sides 
and go into why this war has to end now and what Israel's targets are. There were three targets Israel wants. I'm going to name them. Okay. For Tuesday, I'm taking on, again, some of this anti-Semitic crap that's Mm -hmm. been going on. Um, I've had it. I've had it with these morons. And uh, and so I'm going to be taking on that. Now, in the few minutes that we have left, i got to bring this up because this is breaking. This actually broke about 25, 30 minutes ago. Okay. Um, and this kind of gets us back to where we started the show, uh, talking about the great debate, right? Mm-hmm. In Florida, the Democrat Party in Florida has decided they will not hold a presidential primary this year. That means they have automatically, without a single vote, given all 250 delegate votes to Joe Biden. Is that legal? Apparently, they can do whatever they want, but here's the problem. Um, Yesterday was the deadline for Florida Democrats, and Republicans for that matter, to submit their list of approved candidates for the primaries, right? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, Florida, they didn't put anybody else on the ballot. They just had, the, the Democrats just had Biden on the ballot. Now, I want to be clear. This is the Florida Democrat Party. Right. right? They only put Biden on the ballot. Now, there's a guy by the name of Dean Phillips. He's a Democrat from Minnesota. Right. He's uh uh, representative he's running for the democrat nomination right. and he is howling mad right now and he should I be i don't blame him that's quite unfair there are other people also that are running for the democrat nomination none of whom will be given uh a vote in the state of florida now now that's done by and, and folks don't think the governor had anything to do with that Right. No, that is the Democrat Party alone. Yep. They are pissed because Republicans now outnumber Democrats in Florida. They, they, and, and well, and what this tells me, point blank, is that they know if other people are on the Democrat ballot for the primary in Florida, Biden might well struggle. To win that primary. So I expect to see this crap going on in other states around the country. Yes. Um, because people are, are becoming, even Democrats are becoming aware that Biden isn't up to it. He's not the guy. Right. That's why I'm thinking they're going to try to draft Newsom. Right. So that's why I said this takes us back to where we started the show. True. What what the state Democrat Party in Florida is trying to do is make Biden the nominee. Hmm. Because they they know if it goes to a vote, there's a good chance he wouldn't be the nominee. Um, this this is disturbing. Are other states following suit? Not yet, but that's why I say I wouldn't be surprised down the road in short order. I mean, we're in November, or, or you know, we're past November. We're in December, okay? And the primary season starts in January. Well, you know why they, the Democrat Party, did that. It's very simple. They want a Trump-Biden rematch. Right. Because they know Trump will lose because they've had four years to fine-tune their fixing of an election. You know, the, the situation is, in the state of Florida, they only put Biden on the ticket. The Democrats only put Biden on the ballot. Okay, it doesn't matter that other people are running. They said, "Oh no, we're going to give all 250 delegates to Biden." Nobody, in, no Democrat in the state of Florida, gets to vote on it. None. I can't. I, well, people need to understand again. 
This has nothing to do with the governor or the governor's office. This is strictly a party issue. Well, we know you're right. You're 100% correct. And I'll just say this in closing. We know they intend to try and fix the general election. This is step one in fixing the primaries. Yes, you fix the primaries, chances are it's easy to fix the general election. Well, there you I'd go. like to see other states following suit. That's why, Craig, I really think Hannity, way back months ago when he first proposed this debate, maybe something is telling him Biden's not going to be the nominee. Trump right. isn't going to be the nominee. Very These well happen. two men are going to be the nominees. In Could, which case, DeSantis will blow Newsom away. Exactly. But folks, listen, we've run out of time for tonight's show. Yes. So, nighty night, folks, and see you on Tuesday. Folks, have yourselves a fantastic weekend. We'll catch up with you again next Tuesday. Bye-bye.